What you talking about? You didn't hold me. You had an issue with that? Yeah. So you won't eat my butt? You withholding that? I'm you withholding gonna... groceries? Baby, I'm not going to eat your butt. Why groceries? <laughs> we can't sing Aretha after that. Lucky, yes, we are. <laughs> Though you don't call anymore, I, I sit and wait in vain. I guess I knock on your, your door, tap on your window pane, tap on your window pane. I'm gonna tell you, baby, the changes I've been going through. Missing you, missing you, until you come back to me. That's what I'm gonna do. All right, Retha. Man, Retha, you, you feel me? Like, get loose, Retha. Rock steady, man. We Rest love you. Power, That's Aretha. our, we love you. our ancestor. ancestor. Our, our black people's ancestor. ancestor. Black I dare say black America, but diaspora, <laughs> pan-Africanism, super important. People. But like African-derived, descended people, that's our ancestor. Ours. I know a lot of white folks, y'all, you feel me, y'all love to get sad about cultural productions of blackness, i.e. our entertainment industry. Because you know the lyrics. Our, right, but y'all parents, was y'all did not grow up on that music. Y'all parents barely grew up on it. And don't message us that they did. Please don't do that. Right. Just, just, and I know maybe they did, but they I know were y'all still listen, racist. They were, and they were still listening to the Beatles. So oh, stop. And they was also listening to Aretha, and they were still racist. So I'm gonna... And she was a freedom fighter. I bet they didn't know that. I'm gonna knock on your door. The world. That's why I wanted to be on your song, because I just wanted black people to be represented. Thank you. That's why I moved aside. That's why I didn't take the song. <laughs> <laughs> we still be. What's that, what's that person name? Amanda, Amanda Stoneberg. I'm pretty sure she said fuck. that. <laughs> All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hood Ratchet Head Rap, also known as the Real Nigga News Network. I'm Ebony Donnelly. Pronouns he, him. I'm your boy. Sex craze, glutton for punishment. I have motorcycle envy. Who are you? I wish I could say it like that. My name is Erica Hart. My pronouns are she, they. I have anxiety and probably generalized depression. And I'm also a sex educator and a breast cancer survivor. And you've seen my breasts all over the internet. And I'm okay with that. Where are your breasts? Thanks for listening. All right. (laughs) Hi, everybody. So we're just going to dive right into this G thing. Um... And just say, we turned one we on turned August one. 15th. It's our anniversary. Anniversary. And I only made plans to hold your little hand and make it's these white right. people mad. Ooh. Why he's not black PLC mad. Ooh. Let me be quiet. Let me not get into the podcast before we get into the podcast. But, yeah, we turn one, y'all, and we are super excited and super grateful for all of your support. We could not have done this without you. We got a ton of ratings and a ton of reviews on iTunes. We started off with maybe like 20 ratings. It's like 250 ratings now. We are a five-star podcast. You know, some people be hating, talking about 
one one review we got said it was a little vulgar for them. Um, so if fuck. you if you're just now joining us, <laughs> you know it might be vulgar. I guess that's relative. I don't Damn. I don't know what the criterion for vulgar for vulgarity is. Um, maybe but. We say eat butt. We talk we about do. anal. We do talk. Well, it's anal, anal August. August. Blood on yeah. God, though. Hella vulgar. Yeah. You know, <laughs> black people being killed by state-sponsored and state-sanctioned. Mm-hmm. Violence isn't, I don't know if that constitutes vulgarity. You know what I mean? But whatever the fuck, this is what we do. If you're just joining us and listening to us and you don't really like podcasts, that's great because I don't like podcasting. So you have a podcast host who doesn't really like podcasts. So I'm able to empathize with the consumer in a way that most others might not be able to. If you haven't realized, Ebony gets very um, upset. When people don't like the podcast. And he wants to talk to them specifically. Oh, because I'm, I'm just open to your feedback. I'm good, love, and joy. <laughs> He's a Gemini. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> That should explain it all. I mean. So, yeah, thank you thank so you. much. Thank oh, you yeah. so much. And thank you to the people on Instagram who share it. I'm, I think maybe at some point, maybe year two, we'll create our own hood rat to head rap Instagram. Maybe, Maybe, but I'm actually tired of the internet. I'm tired of Instagram. But one thing I do want to say is I want to thank our sponsor, The Pleasure Chest. Yes. And I also want to thank people who also just giving us Randomly money. Randomly give us money. Um, because after, they, after pre- listening. they thank appreciate you. the work that we do. They appreciate the impact that it's had in their lives. And we're that's we're super touched by that. Yeah. People give money continually. Um, having a podcast is not necessarily a lucrative venture. We are not owned by any parent company. We are not a part of a production company, not a Stitcher, not a Gimlet, uh, WNYC. We are independently owned and operated, just me and Erica in Flatbush in the living room. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool. Thanks so much for everybody, you know, offering their support in that way. We know Thank that. Thank you. That uh, it it it's making a difference. Yep, completely and wholly. Yep. Did you want to say what you said about the uh, the pleasure chest the last time? What did I say about the pleasure chest the last? Time? Remember, so we Sorry. recorded. We actually recorded this episode over. <laughs> we recorded this episode because the the, the topic is ubiquitous. Has been coming up a lot around anti black racism. Um, among non-black POC and not just white passing non-black POC just non-black POC in general Yeah, and uh, it's really been coming up and we but before it started coming up before we started seeing it yep. we actually recorded a podcast and we said you know damn I think those were our raw thoughts like our yeah. raw anger yeah. inside of the whole entire conversation and we're black so we had to go back and kind of rewind and assess because if you don't know this um, when black people say things they get their opportunities taken away so we didn't want iTunes to shut down our podcast so we you know we you know they just still might they still might but we just did a little moonwalk back out of that and just we will give you the the, the edited version, if you will. We just yeah. needed to re-record and get ground our thoughts. But I remember what I was going to say about Pleasure Chest. Yes. What I was going to say about Pleasure Chest is that the Pleasure Chest staff, um, the, uh, the the sex educators who work in the store, were protesting the store because of their um, wages. Yes. So thank you for supporting Pleasure Chest. If you did that, if you have not, or oh, the workers of Pleasure Chest, if you have not done that, then I would suggest that you do that. Um, get interested in, in any place where you, you know, consume or yeah. you buy Patronize, things. Yeah. Right. You just get interested in where and how people are being treated where in that establishment. So it, even as 
people that have a sponsor, we are interested in how people are being treated and want to have, you know, responsible sponsorships, if you will. So, so we yeah. constantly call the pressure chest and you should probably call them too. Yes. And ask Don't about just the leave welfare. That work to us. Yeah. Ask about the welfare yeah. of the workers. We Trust tell that you. we're doing it. And we'll give you any updates on that, but we'll also provide a link in the description of this podcast for more information yeah. around the worker struggle for unionization. Yeah. And for the querying of that organization and that establishment that they actually do want to work at that they put a lot of effort investment and energy into i know a lot of people who work inside of businesses and corporations you know the upper management people will say shit like oh um you know we have a lot of stakeholders and like shareholders and like people with like a lot of stake the motherfucking workers are a shareholder and a stakeholder and they yeah. need stock options oftentimes that doesn't happen but at the end of the day people invest their time they invest their effort and they get little back in return the people who work in these places. Yep. So treat them as if they were shareholders and stakeholders in a business. They are. That's one way to think about it. Yeah, that's hella real. Yeah, so go check up on folks, and we'll give you more information about that in a description of the episode. Of the episode. Okay, so we, I feel like where we should begin this conversation is a tweet that I saw on... Instagram by um, the handle is Richie Music R I C H E Music M U S I C. So if you want to look up them um, and give them credit and a shout out, but it says my question is why is it that most Black people can grow up around Asians and non-Black Latinx and Arabs and maintain the same Black accent and vernacular we have, but everyone else. Everyone else around us ends up sounding black because I grew up around black people. Bitch, lie again. Yes. Yes. So we want to start the conversation there. And I think it's important for us, Ebony and Erica, to speak about our particular backgrounds. Yes. So I grew up in a upper middle class suburban neighborhood that happened to be predominantly white. Yeah. And... um. As a kid, a lot of my black family members would say I talk white, right? But mm. then when I would go back to my neighborhood, the white people did not feel that way. No. So, um, and then when I was 13, I moved to Puerto Rico. I'm not Puerto Rican. Hold on. Oh, yeah. 12, bitch ass. I don't see. I don't actually say shit like twelve. That's a regional. What does twelve mean? Five up. Why do you call twelve? I don't know where twelve. Actually, I think that's an Atlanta thing. I think it's a Southern thing. Oh, and then it became, that was so appropriate. Mm-hmm. I've never heard twelve. I don't actually say it. I just got it from the internet. Like most people get their true access to regional that, hey, African-American vernacular English. That. But yes, the white people was not like Erica. You sound white. They the, were like. Yeah, no. they were like, you don't sound. They don't. They weren't. They weren't relating to me like I sound. white. I don't think they ever said like. They definitely asked me about slang, and I could answer the question. But they never considered the a timbre. Yeah, they never were like, voice. why do you talk white? Like that was never a question, and they certainly weren't contesting with how I spoke. Yeah, but my family heard a difference. Then when I moved to Puerto Rico, when I moved, when I first my first day of high school it was like. I was in the 10th grade when I moved there and people came up to me and they're like, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, Erica? Like, are you want to, you want to like hang out with me? You want to come like over? Like, 
I was so so Lama perplexed. Saying it like that. Yeah, so was, I was like, first of all, what's up is like from literal like nineteen ninety seven. We don't like people don't really greet each other like that anymore because uh, they just weren't. They just wasn't a what way. What y'all to, was saying in Baltimore? Like, y'all say yo, like yo or hi yeah, or what's, or that. sup. I think that was popular. Sup, like, uh, not what's up. That was the beginning of AOL. So everything oh, so was short. Abbreviated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So white it, people still talking AOL. <clears throat> Hello, sesh, sesh. <laughs> OMG. Um, <laughs> so I I have had a journey through dialects, if you will. And then now sometimes when people listen to me, they can hear my Maryland and I think a mix of living in Puerto Rico. But my Maryland is just my black. Like yeah. it's just very black. I grew up around black people. I'm, there were white people in my neighborhood and I had white friends. But when I went back in the house, my mother was like, you can't talk to me like don't play games. I'm like, you know, like yeah. very I'm trying to use some sort of corrective term for A A V E. Oh, well, like, your mom be don't like, play don't with play, me. don't play with right, me. Right, don't play yeah, with me. Like yeah. mom, right. <laughs> so I know all of those terms and I also pick all of that up. It's just a part of me. I don't yeah. know that it's necessarily learned. Uh I think yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily learned. You either got it or you don't. You like you just got talk, it or you, don't. you talk like that. So mm. I I think that this conversation is interesting because I'm starting to see not starting to see, but there's there's been a there's what oh he Ebony always jumps like he jumps as if somebody has is a fly touching a him like a ghost is touching him and I always freak out because I I'm think something bad has out. happened. It's a, it's not a fly, it's a mosquito. Kill it. I can't, I don't see it. Damn, I can't do this. I'm podcast over. No. All right, go ahead, Black. So <laughs> another regional term. So I'm beginning to see this thievery of AAVE of a as a function of selling things. And 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 that's just within like white, like capitalist business. Mm-hmm. So I saw uh, an Instagram thing that was like something about self care, and they were talking about not using your phone as much. So they Instagram had something about not self-care. Instagram, something oh, on, on Instagram, Instagram. Uh-huh. had something about self care. Some handle I don't remember, and they were like, "Oh, my phone is canceled, sis." And these were white people, mm. and I was hella perplexed. Like, why are white people talking like this? Yeah. Even when Aretha Franklin passed, people were posting like, oh my God, we just got another ancestor. Or around Pride, there were a lot of white people that were like, oh, you know, my ancestors, Sylvia Rivera and Marsha P. Johnson. Because I thought ancestor, like, genealogically worked. <laughs> like, I don't know I if, perplexed. like, Jan- John Adams is my ancestor. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but if- are you self-selecting ancestors? Because you there's self-select? some people that I'm like, are you... Are you is, are you claiming Ronald Reagan as your ancestor Ronald as well Reagan or not? Is my ancestor apparently? Oh, if, we, if it worked oh, that way, let's do, you, Thomas Jefferson. Like, let's go. Right, direct descendant. Direct descendant. So, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? So I'm just I'm I, I'm always asking questions. Ebony is like you. What did you say the other day? You asked the questions that matter. Or you ask it. I, I don't know. You always ask the questions that I think need to be the questions I think you you ask questions I forgot how I termed it yeah. but it's just like the questions that you ask are the ones that people if they weren't in the matrix so deeply they might ask yes like they seem like almost 
blatant like almost yeah. like the answer is obvious like you're like how could but people, i really be curious you'd be really I'm serious I'm, I'm really confused oh. because when and when i was growing up what was so important it's still important now but i feel like people are really dismantling respectability politics in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but when i was growing up and learning about business and learning about you know you wear a suit and you speak this way and my dad was like you can't write an email with abbreviations like you need to have a dear to me and a, a sincerely seriously my mm-hmm. dad was like you need to write dear dad Lord, growing up as a black kid and try to prepare me. But now it's like, oh, you can just speak in AAVE to forward your business because the example I'm giving yes. you of the Instagram handle that was using this is a business. It's yes. not just white people using AAVE. Right. CB2 sent an email that said it's lit in the handle. And you know, people say fleek. We went to Whole Foods yesterday and I'm going to write to them because Whole Foods had the signs, the number signs that say 13 on fleek, 12 staying woke. That is asinine to me. Like why? The thing is, if I went into an interview with Whole Foods Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, yeah, I just really want this job because I'm really staying woke. And it's like Whole Foods is is hella on fleek and I just love the strawberries here and they're delicious. I wouldn't get the job. No. Like I, they would be like, oh, I don't really think that she's like professional like, enough to like, like work oh. in the you know like the fruit aisle right now. Like using like, like a lot of languages, like really like, like we really mm, want to be like diverse, not super but accessible, but it's like right. Like I don't really think she can like move up like this. so. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've just been, you know, I did a poll on Facebook that was just asking the question of all these terms that have just been taken in, inside of whiteness mm-hmm. by white people um, for their usage and just to into perpetuity. Like, no, we no what longer some know. Of those? We no longer know, like, where they came from or did and they I'm create I'm going to tell it? some of y'all where, the, where some of these motherfuckers came from. Shoot. Bruh. Bruh, bruh came... Bruh is... So the erasure, like Erica says, colonization is not just the erasure of people's physical states, their embodiment. It's not just the genocidal killing of people. It's also the erasure of culture. Um, So bruh came, bruh is kind of like a phonetic way that people wrote um, the ways that slaves taught. Yeah. Um, Calling each other bruh. That's something that arose from the what people writing down the way that's phonetically the way slaves were taught right but it also stems from the popular usage of it i'm gonna skip the contemporary usage of it is from oakland oh god no for real like brebra and bread like that's something that really came from oakland and also bread i haven't heard white people say bread i feel like bread is bread what the fuck is bread money Oh, I don't. We don't really say that. Oh. We say guala issue. Oh, you feel me? get your get your chickens. You gotta get your issue. Get I gotta your get chickens my issue, up. Man. Go run after your chickens. Because a lot of white people listen That's to this, and we're trying right. to minimize some of this. Right. It's Stop just, stealing our shit. No, black and that's get, not enough. Telling white people to not steal your shit is not sufficient. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the people on the Ivory Coast told white people to stop coming here and stealing people, but they just kept on coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the other thing too is like my bro- my play brother, and that's another thing. Black white people don't. It's certain things. White people get the scraps of AV. They get the yeah. scraps of the of black cultural language and linguistic prowess. They don't really. It's like I could maybe read a word in Mandarin, but I can't have no conversation. 
Right. I can't go to I can't go to China into parts where they speak Mandarin and Cantonese and just switch between Mandarin and Cantonese. Yeah. But I can but, switch between Bay slang and LA slang. But in the same sense. But that's a thing. They what you're making the perfect distinction of is that people do not relate to AAVE as if it is a language. They relate to it as something I could commodify. Well, it's a dialect. It's a sub dialect. I don't. I wouldn't even call it sub dialect in English, honestly. Yeah. It kind of is by the, the the very definition of a dialect. Yeah. But black people say so we just. But it's also like these kids be coming up with shit. You know, the very next day they all make up their own weird yep. shit. Yeah. Like, and it just keeps. It's it's white people couldn't possibly keep up. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. So it's like. But they make money off of it, so it's frustrating as fuck. And I also it drives me nuts. Like to see a white person say to another white person or a white person to even say to me oh hey sis that's that boils that? my blood that's what's been happening even non-black poc say okay. sis that boils my Let's talk blood about it. because that is a term that's so dear mm-hmm. to black femmes to say to each other to see a white person use that as if and not have any sort of understanding of why they're saying it they're yeah. just saying it because they've seen people say it tell like, me historically one of the the um, histories or theories around where bruh and sister came from bruh and sis bruh and sis comes from slaves you know speaking to other slaves and saying and addressing each other in that way Mm -hmm. because they could potentially be family yeah but they didn't know so if they said that they may be finding a family member but then that eventually what it did is that it creates family like regardless if you are blood or not you just my family and that's what that means and i don't necessarily feel like i'm family with a lot of white people yeah most actually don't feel that way at all yeah like i I can literally see i can go into a store check out with the person at the register and they say okay sis and they're a black person, and I felt like I just had yeah. a whole interaction. Yeah. Like, love. Like, that yeah. person is looking out for me as I walk out of the door. Yeah. Like, don't say, hey, sis, to me, so you can somehow connect. Yeah. That's bizarre. That shit is crazy as fuck. It's also, too, it arose from, I guess, in the 1960s with the Black, Pan- with the black Panthers yeah. and the Us organization uh, by Ron Karanga, who was also an agent of the state and created Kwanzaa, but we're not going to talk about that right now. But it arose <laughs> out of this like pan Africanist ideal that like we're all from Africa, we need to have some type of relatedness to each other, and because Black people in essence kind of don't have a country, but are indigenous Black American people are indigenous to the United States. Yeah, we don't really, even though we have to fight in order to be seen as indigenous to the United States. Um. There's a just a sense of relatedness when you call somebody your brother, your sister. That's why you heard, you know, back in the day, brothers and sisters and the Black Panthers mm-hmm. using that type of language to describe each other. Yep. It's to create a sense of family, a sense of bonding inside of the Black community that's just as important and was also seen as key to Black liberation. It was a, as a, a strong component of a Black liberationist movement was this idea that black people across the diaspora were family. Yeah. And there's a lot of words here. I won't go into all of them, but... Give me another one. I don't want you to go the whole background for it. Because I want to ask you your upbringing because it's different than mine. It's similar to the tweet. Okay, give some more. Okay, some of the other terms are holla, what's up, fleek, lit, turn, cancel, tried it. Turn came from LA. Nigga, 
which we could get into. Mm-hmm. Hella, yes, itis, jiggy, which I'm like, I can't believe white people say itis. That's so bizarre. Boondocks. Jiggy. That's where they got that from. But why would white people They've been even wa- watch they've the been the watch, White people like watching cartoons. Okay. Sorry. It's true. Nope. I like them too. Everybody like watching cartoons regardless of race. Tar- I mean, I cartoons, don't. transcend race. Erica hates cartoons. I hate cartoons. Cartoons for transcend like, race. Hey Arnold. Cartoons transcend race, but I know for a fact that white people watch the Boondocks. It's funny, and they watch the Chappelle show. Stop watching. Okay. Bish, uh, bish, 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 like bish wet. I don't um, say that. Woke, queen, ghetto, ratchet, shade, shook. They definitely say shade entirely too much. And they and say yes. shook too. Shook gotta go. Yeah, shook and just because you're tired. queer does not mean you get to say these words. Just because you're POC does not mean you get to say these words. But we're going to get into that more. I'm not going to leave you with the bomb of my thoughts around it completely quite yet. Yes. But I want to hear, Ebony, you grew up in I grew up in D.B. Southern California. Place. You feel me on 9-8 between MacArthur and Bancroft. Ask about me. Whole family <laughs> grew up there. They used to live in the 50s on 55th. Then I think... My granny used to live. Yeah, my granny used to live in the fuzz. That's another word for the police. The fuzz. The fuzz. Why would it be the fuzz? I don't know why they call people call that. That might that might be a white term I'm using. Is that how that works? The fuzz. (laughs) And we gonna let y'all hear that too. Yeah. Just so y'all get like the world of like like, how like people talk and like side of diversity. Right. (laughs) <laughs> like just like really diverse neighborhoods, like a lot of different things. I grew up in DB Southern California. My grandmother, my family is from Hugo, Oklahoma. I've never been, know nothing about it. Um, but it is like a hint, it's like the country, like old western. It's the western, south southwestern part of the United States. Um, then they moved to LA, and then they went to Oakland. And then ended up in D.P. Oakland. So my family has been in D.P. Oakland probably for 60 or 70 years. Mm. Possibly longer. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we grow up. Oakland is one of the most diverse. I'd say the most diverse in the, like, racially diverse cities in the entire country. Um, so we, I grew up around one of my best friends in the world since kindergarten is Tongan. And people be like, what's Tongan? When I come to New York, like what's a Tongan person? Mm-hmm. I'm like, can't believe y'all don't know what a Tongan person is. It's a Polynesian person. And she actually used to go to the new school in New York. And she was like, people just thought she was Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Puerto Ricans and Tongan actually don't look anything alike, Nothing. but I guess it's Nothing the alike. closest that they could raise her. Yeah. Um, but it's a Polynesian. Tonga is an island in Polynesia. Those little micro islands, Samoa, mm. Samoans, Tongans. Those that's that's a thing for people who don't know. People from the Northeast don't know anything beyond Georgia. And West, south of Georgia, or, or the nothing, West Indies, or or the West, yeah, the West Indies, really, and that's pretty nothing really West. So I grew, so I just grew up around hella people, but I did, you know, grow up around. The thing about Oak, Deep East Oakland is that most people are situated in poverty. We have a huge community of people from all over the world. So we have Polynesian people. We have uh, Southeast Asian people. We have hella Cambodian people, hella Vietnamese people, people from Laos, people from, I mean, I... China, everywhere, mm-hmm. um, and whose families have been there, first, second, third generation, it runs the gamut. And people are generally very poor. Mm-hmm. So 
what I what I struggle with sometimes inside of the conversation around non-black POC using AVE is that in Oakland, I grew up around Cambodian people with gold teeth and dreadlocks and, you know, hella shit. Like, and they talk just like I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm starting to think, like, do I have a problem with them using, you know... Oakland slang, Bay slang, or a all of which is AVE. All well, when I say slang, I just mean it comes from AVE, um, from the Black American people from that region of the the country. And uh, I guess sometimes I feel like I don't because I'm like they use it because they did grow up pursuant to that tweet around Black people. Like they grew up around Black people, so that's why it's almost like conditioning. If I'm a baby and I'm born. And I have a family, and we grow up in a neighborhood, and all we're around is black people. I'm gonna lightweight start talking but they're, like that. But they're not just around black people; they're also around the people which, like, like your best friend. I don't know if we're saying her name. No, we're not gonna say her name. Okay, so your best friend, she's growing up around Tongan people yes, too lots. in her house. Yes, lots. all in the community. Right. As it's well. not that you just plopped Tongan here, just one, and then everybody yes, else is black. True. Because what I was gonna ask you is, did you grow up predominantly around black people? Yes. Like most of the people around in school were black? No, it was okay. Mexican, uh, hella Mexican people, mm. um, hella El Salvadorian people. Uh-huh. So how come you didn't pick up their slang? Mexican and El Salvadorian and Tongan people got their own of, slang. True, but there is a mesh of cultures. But the predominant culture, in my opinion, in Oakland is black culture. It's black. The predominant in the culture hood. in the U.S. is black. Yes. So, but there's this conversation that we had around like the the being in the hood is like you mentioned. You talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like being in the hood is almost like in order to survive inside of it, people have to adapt to mm-hmm. kind of like it's like cool. Yes. It's like a, it's va- it's valorized. Yes. In a way, as much as it's denigrated in the dominant all this shit, all this slang comes from the hood. Yeah. It comes from a hood-based ethic or what I would call a epistemology. Yeah. So, a, a knowledge base and center that is from people born into and living in poverty. Mhm. You know, as is expressed in a United States context. So, it's like yes, they, but they were they were also hella poor, like the non-black POC who lived there. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I didn't grow up around a lot is white people. Mm-hmm. I would go, and all my teachers would be teacher America teachers, so they were white. Right. I only had I think one black teacher in middle in elementary and middle school, and that's somebody I know to this day, Miss Jack, my music teacher. Right. But everybody else was white. Yeah. All my English teachers, white cis women, um, everybody just white. So. I never had the experience of growing up around white people who say nigga um, or anything like that. But you did with POC. Yes, I did. But so I was never the, cool with that so shit. Then, I never liked that shit. People in the Bay, it's some people, black people in the Bay, I'm be totally honest, creation and all that and all these other white people who try to talk and be like black people. There's some black people in the Bay Area who get down with that shit and who think that shit is okay. Mm-hmm. And they have friends that do it, and they won't even they won't check them at all. Mm-hmm. Me, I check it out the door. With you, do it with non-black POC. I too? do it with non-black POC. Why? It just doesn't feel good. It doesn't Same. feel good, mm-hmm. and it's not appropriate. Why? It's just not. But it's, if they grew up in it, that's that's a that's a line though. Nigga is a is a complete and total line. But what is the line? Because. I, I I agree with you. I'm not I'm not playing yeah. no devil's advocate. Yeah. But like how 
why isn't that also if they're just picking up on what is like the hood epistemology, yeah. then why isn't nigga included in that too? Why or why is it not? Why is it why is it separate? Why is holla cool or lit or fleek or woke cool, but nigga is not? That's that's an important distinction to me. I mean, nigga, I, I obviously people know where nigga comes but, from. But, it's a reclaimed but term. But is just as sacrosanct in the Bay Area completely as, as nigga would completely. be to black people, and it's just as are we only supposed to reclaim the derogatory terms about us? That's the only word that we can have. Yeah, yeah, that's so that's real nigga shit. Yeah, that's real nigga shit. I guess I was always I, there is something for me to be said about when people are situated in poverty. That's just where I'm coming from. Yeah, because I grew up in the hood. With Helen and I, Black POC. And, you know, we I grew up doing fucking mariachi and all the shit at the assemblies. And right. Every, I grew up well, why around, don't you, speak Spanish? you know, listening to Narco Corridos and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like going to, going to, to the getting the damn champarado and all the shit. Y tu espanol, where is it? Um, I don't know. Because they speak Spanish in the hood too. So yes. what, where's your Spanish? And then also, you, you also asked me the question of, if they got a job interview, how would they talk? And would are they... their parents talking to them saying, you're going to have to code switch? Or is that something they do on the street to survive? Mm-hmm. But they already know that once they get a job, they got to... Well, that's the thing, too, is like for I think a lot of times in my interactions with non-black POC, it's like... In order to assimilate into whiteness, you have to, uh, you know that in order in a business environment, you got to speak, quote unquote, like a white person. You have to somehow to assimilate. I mean, that's the way it's taught. That's that's the way way interviews are taught. taught. But at the same time, it's like you also have to reject whiteness to assimilate in the hood. But I guess you don't. You don't have to reject whiteness. Not as a POC. No, you don't. You don't. And not if, if you're a white passing POC, non-black POC, you don't have to reject whiteness. No, you don't. Mm Mm-mm. You but in keep... the hood, if you're talking like a square bear from Delaware, then you know what I mean? But if you're black talking you like do? a square bear from Delaware, it's harder if you are in, as a black person yeah. as opposed to someone that's a non-black POC, I would think. True. Yes. That's true. Like, I agree. Someone like your best friend who is not white passing, but is clearly POC, you would never be like, wait. Why aren't you speaking with AAVE? But no. for me, my whole life, people have asked me, why don't I speak with AAVE? Whether I was in the white neighborhood, Puerto Rico, or in Baltimore. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the expectation is there for me amongst PLC and also black people that I speak in this way. Yes. Right. And that's not necessarily to say that I, all, that all black people use AAVE, but yeah. I do believe that there's a particular timbre and tone so to black, black people's people talk. Voice. It's absolutely. And there's no such thing. I'm not condoning this is how black people speak and this is how white people speak but i just there is a like but underbelly that's my thing is what's wrong with the what what is wrong if there is a tone there is a texture and a timbre to the way black people speak depends on who's if people are saying it in a way to to to, to like ostracize black people to say like oh you think because you are upper middle class or some shit you can't talk like you like like you not no longer associated with the hood Oh yeah, like, 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 said, like but like all of that said, is inside of a- whiteness, right? But like you said, AVE is a hood epistemology. Like it has to be. That is, I and mean, by hood, I just mean from it's black, from poverty, right? Where, where from which we came. So yes. it's like th- I, that's all. And I the mean. ultimate poverty is having been somebody else's property. Right. That's what I mean. That's right. what I'm talking about. Right. Right. Um, 
And I I do believe I just and that that also brings me to like my other thing around there is an altruism to the hood. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a cultural just giving away of so much genius and so much intelligence and just so I I, I didn't really like peeping game on a lot of the conversations on the internet and the fact that there even is a such thing as black Twitter and thinking about what my play brother being said which is that black people give away all the trade secrets like we're on the internet literally talking about you know if your mama favorite ice cream was it was your mama is black and over 40 her favorite ice cream is butter pecan. pecan white person undoubtedly is gonna comment my mom's favorite ice cream is <laughs> not understanding <laughs> that this is applicable to black people from all over this country yeah and who don't know each other and this butter pecan shit is a is a deal it's is a, a thing is a thing it's you know totally what I mean? a thing like it's just it's it's almost like we it's and it's like people love so there's been a lot of com- people love this idea of blackness, but they don't think about from whence it sprang. And this idea of blackness, it comes from conditions. It comes yes. from the condition of having been othered. Yeah. That's where the term black comes from. It's the antithesis of the beauty ideal that white people thought of before they became white. That's how they made themselves white. Out of some type of beauty ideal. That's why I want y'all to know this is one thing I can teach you. Stop saying Caucasian. Stop saying the word Caucasian. It came from uh, before the eugenicist movement even. It's helped fuel the eugenicist movement. It's a a mountain range in in Europe called the Caucasus Mountains. And that's where they said the most beautiful people came from. Mm -hmm. And some random like... A digest written by a French person. One of the first anthropological texts to talk about race in this way was written by a French person. Meanwhile, France is attempted to take the word race out of its constitution. Newsflash. Come on, history no lesson. Come on, history but, lesson. You know, the Caucasus Mountains, they just thought everybody, mainly the slave girls, cis girls, if you said at that time, mm-hmm. came from the Caucasus Perhaps. Mountains. We're talking about slaves, actually, white slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Stop saying that word. There's no such thing as a Caucasian person um, unless they come from the Caucasus Mountains and they likely don't and there's no way really for them to find out if they do. Um, if their families originate from Caucasus Mountains, nine out of ten times, Becky, Joe, Diane, they don't. Good night with they Becky, Joe. They just Jill. don't. Um, yeah, I mean, I, this confused, like we can't even necessarily trace the word, these terms back. You know what I mean? Like, no. I can't be like, oh, where did sis come from? And look it up Mm-mm. on the internet. Like, I could look up the Mm-mm. term derelict. I can look that up and see the, the origins of that word. Yeah, but I can't random. see the origins of the word sis. Or I can't look up sister, which a lot of people were like, wait, I can't, I can't call my sister sis? I'm like, y'all, y'all you know, know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. But, you know that you could call your sister sis, but you, don't call me sis. I'm not actually your sister. You yes. know what I'm talking there's about. There's such thing as a connotative. There's denotative. Let's go English okay. major. But that's that's but my whole thing is stop saying Caucasian. There's no such thing as a Caucasian person. Um, it was it's you. You're being racist every time you say that. I know a lot of black people sometimes. In order to like be nice, they'll say Caucasian. Yes, because sometimes people think white and black is a. But all I have in my racial justice workshops, I have people literally say white, black. 
penis, vulva, get all the stuff out of the way. Yeah. Anus, because... You giving up hella trades. Uh, say white, black. Yeah, don't... Please, if y'all steal my shit, give me credit. Like, Yeah, we, you didn't just this, open... Let's just practice. But black people open themselves... So that's my whole thing about, like, there's also these conversations around... No, but wait, but wait, but yeah. wait. There's a... We can't trace these terms back yes. because of... And I, you know, because of colonization, <laughs> because of white supremacy, because white people have literally lumped people of color into this little box called POC that now is just a it's just a euphemism for the word black. Yes. So it's there's like oh wait POC can't use nigga wait what do you mean POC can't say sis oh my god POC can't say what's up oh POC are not racist see it just it there's a mm-hmm. lumping it's the same lumping in the queer community it's oh we're all LGBTQ so that means we're yes, all cool and bitch. fine and Danny and we can say yes because we are marginalized too no way no how just because you marginalized does not mean that you can use these terms that's not what it means marginalized is not synonymous with black no so stop and the fact that you think that you should consider why yeah you should consider why but that's how they use it they use marginalized and that's supposed to mean but if you work in any sort of educational sphere they'll say urban that's synonymous with black and latinx is how far they've gotten yes. they're not even in the bay area where you have uh, the whole like islands polynesian islands they're yes. not there yet no they're not and when they forget think- about them being with white people being poor too but just forget about that no we're not going to west virginia we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> only in west I virginia i wonder why google wouldn't open a center in west virginia west virginia west virginia is one of the poorest yeah google like, why states. won't you open a center in west virginia why do y'all come or spotify why spotify go to oakland yeah, like or New York. Why not? Pandora's in Oakland. Like, why don't so all the white people who moved to New York City and Brooklyn? Why don't they just move to West Virginia? Go to West Virginia yeah. and like see, they, country roads. They don't have no. Take me home. They ain't got no money to out a there. place where I belong. They got hella land. They ain't got no money. West ain't got Virginia. no commerce and no jobs and no industry. Country mama, go Take to me country home. mama road, <laughs> and you know, stir some industry in the white community. Oops. <laughs> so my point being is that blackness arose from whiteness in a lot of ways like it was yeah. a constructed thing yeah you know but black the term black but blackness itself arose from itself very good distinction um blackness did not come from whiteness blackness is its own thing indigenous mm-hmm. to black people mm-hmm. and black american people black people born in america have spearheaded the idea of in the concept and the and the growth of blackness black people created black american people created blackness yeah i'm serious yes we didn't create black people no we like i said that arose out of being an antithesis to white that arose out of the transatlantic slave trade Black black people, black American people, like Art Blakey said, we created jazz didn't come from Africa, jazz came from New Orleans. Yeah. Simple as that. So my 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 whole thing though is is that a lot of this shit came from the hood. Mm-hmm. Like it came from even two people talking about a lot of people say bye Felicia, white people and yes. non black PLC say bye Felicia. And not knowing that there's like people's family members on drugs. Mm-hmm. Like there's black there's like that's a Felicia's an actual person. There's a caricature in the movie Friday, but that's based on a real life experience. And I just feel like people get left behind. Yeah. In the name of producing f- fantastical entertainment content yeah. for white mass white consumption. And also black people on the side. Like even these movies like 
um, blind spotting, <clears throat> which is something that came from people that I know of and that I've known for many years in the poetry community in Oakland. And I'm like, one, I know people are happy about Sorry to Bother You, Boots Riley, another person from Oakland, but I'm actually not happy about any of these movies. Mm-hmm. One, it's like the person who is David, who is a, a part of the movie Blind Spotting or helped produce it, is like, you from Oakland, but you also were in Hamilton. Like you, it's like, and and then when we say Oakland, we thinking about a particular Oakland. They're not thinking about where I'm from. Mm-hmm. When they say Oakland, they're not talking about Deep East Oakland. They're not talking about East My Mall from 73rd East My Mall down all the way to 106. They're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. That's not an important part of Oakland, right? But that's what you'll see featured on that film, mm-hmm. and that shit just irritates me, and it irks me, and it makes me feel like I'm. It's like. Black people are just, it's margins within the margins. Yeah. It's like there are people that are completely and totally forgot about, but this narrative of Oakland is being, now Oakland is in vogue, now Oakland is cool. So now you have a movie blind spotted by a, a Latinx white passing cis man, and that's supposed to represent Oakland. Yeah, because diversity is a tool of white supremacy. Yeah, so now that now blind that everybody's so interested and in And now Oakland. everybody's blind. Right. But now y'all <laughs> but they but in the movie it's like you're talking about police brutality and doing so in these very overwrought ways, but none of y'all but where was y'all at? Yes, yeah, a erasure. lot of people say it's that it's all erasure of people who are actually from Oakland. Like where the Felicia's at. Right. You don't see them benefiting from the use of that term. Yeah. You don't see people, aunties that's on crack, benefiting from the use of that term. You don't mm-hmm. see anybody in Deep East Oakland benefiting from the fact that blind spotting is a movie. No. Even Sorry to Bother You. Even Get Out. All these movies where black cis men are centering their experiences of racism and nobody else. No, the only person that benefits is their white partner. I'm just going to go ahead and just say that. Okay. Like when you were in <laughs> Hamilton, you were talking about East Oakland. Were you talking about this face and wearing Oakland USA shirts? Like that shit is hella fucking fake. Mm-hmm. Like I'm hella hot. People really, really use Oakland and they use Oakland. They use black culture inside of Oakland. Yeah, you're just, you have to rent, you have to bring home that it's, you're just using that as an example. It's, it's just one, one example. example. Just one. But there's a lot of these movies coming. It all feels like fantasy. Yeah. It all feels inaccessible, and it all becomes intellectualized. People on Twitter, they intellectualize black culture and black experiences, and it's a way for a lot of black folks who probably didn't have experiences around other black folks to kind of come together, or they felt alienated growing up around a lot of white people. It's a way to kind of reclaim, mm-hmm. you know, and harken back to your blackness, and that's all good and all gravy. But when you start to make art and film and money off of that it will not go back to ben- your fantasy of blackness does not go back and benefit the people that created it go on in the hood I mean it just spe- it's just the black people who live in the hood the black people who create inside of conditions of depravity a way to survive that is colorful and vibrant and linguistically rich and sound and just all the things that one would want in a culture, black people from the hood, from the ghetto, from poverty, created those things, and they see none of the the spoils. Yeah, they see none of the spoils. And that and that is of representation. Yeah, and that's the that's the conversation around institutional change versus ideological change, yes. um, and that. 
you know, white people uphold these systems and it's white people's money that has us put these films out, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. not, unfortunately, it's not black people's money that has a, a movie like Black Panther be in the movie theater. Off Black rent. Panther stays at a number one slot for the longest or whatever, how long it was up or there gross because the, of black mm-hmm. buying power. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't actually become a movie because of black people yeah. because that is not there. So the, the, the institutional change hasn't been, hasn't happened yet. Yeah. People aren't going to the people on 98th and being like, let's create a movie yeah. called blind spotting. Yeah. Um, so we can represent Oakland. And how would you represent Oakland? No one talked to the people that live in actual Oakland about it. If you don't know, you can't go. If you're not tapped in with real G's, how are you going to get there? Said, and how are you going to know who to talk to? And this is what you talk about all the time is that people are tweeting, which I think social media, I think people know this, but social media in its, in its evilness, but it also provides a... like. It, it, it takes care of a loneliness for people yeah. and people are very, I mean, social media has also created loneliness, but then it makes you feel like you're not lonely. It's weird. And Some lo- black yeah. mirror shit. Um, yeah. Lonely and not lonely at the same time. Don't steal that. They're going to sell Netflix. it back. Um, but you, you write all these tweets and you write all this social justice shit on the internet and you talk about your feelings, but then you don't talk to black people in the neighborhood. No. Or your, <laughs> or your, building, or your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now there are some impact. I think, one thing you taught me when I came here, stop talking to people. I still talk to people. No, but you just talking to people and you would get crushed that they wouldn't respond. And yeah. you have to understand that in and the I Northeast, would talk to mostly black in the people. Northeast, that is not, we don't do that. Maybe in some Maryland, Virginia is not really North. That's kind of the South, but DC, Boston, Boston, they're definitely not going to talk to you. Knows, no. um, but like in New York city, people are not trying to talk like, yes, black people will always speak here. But there's not going to be a long conversation. I don't be trying and to even have... Even in yeah, Maryland. Yes, you do. In the Bay, y'all are country. Y'all got time. Yeah. Yes, y'all are country. Yeah. Y'all have time. Things move slower. It's the West Coast. I don't got to be to work on time. What's time? Do y'all even know what time is on the West Coast? Yeah. Here, it's let's go. Got to go to work. Got to get there. Got to do this. Got to do... Got to get home to my shows. Like, I got... <laughs> you know, if you're from Maryland, New York, it's like, I got to go to the bar. I got to go to this thing. I got to go ballet. I got to do the next extracurricular thing. You know? Yeah. So we. Just just always moving over here. Yeah, that's why I said stop talking to people because you would you personally would get crushed. True, but I do. I wanted get you to learn the culture here. I'm learning <laughs> it and I'm bumping. I'm pushing up against it because I want to talk push to every You do talk to. I did have person. to learn though because I'm becoming more. I guess my masculinization yes. project. Yes, you know my project. My my, my chrysalis <laughs> is you know beautiful. You know getting into full swing. My little wings and shit. You yes. know, it's coming out, and so I'm starting to be perceived as a cis man sometimes yeah which is not i'm not really proud of that because they're not really nothing to be it's nothing to aspire to but i noticed that if i say hi how you doing to a femme presenting person they don't say anything and i try to explain to ebony that we perceive that as people hitting on us or bothering us and we have no time and i've yeah done it a few times i've been like hey how you doing they're like I'm alone. like, damn. All right. And I just, <laughs> when you do it with me, I just want to be like, he's just nice. He's just from the West Coast. He don't mean no harm. I, I'm actually going to take him home. He's just, he's nice. But I need to stop doing that shit, though. I can't yes. be doing that. I got to be like, and you, you know. you only when- do it to people. You know, because you only do it to people that you presume are older. You never do that to people my age. Yes, nah, no, you do nah, not. Really. not. Because you know that if you spoke to them, that it would be hitting on them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But even I can if hit on do, the older ladies. Do, oh, goodbye. On the elders, goodbye. the elder films, I hit on y'all too. Goodbye. 
How are we? How are we leading into anti-blackness? PLC being anti-black. This is the so anti-black racism is global, and it is the precipice of racism mm-hmm. in this country and how it's expressed. Yeah, and. One thing, one really great way to enter into this conversation is around, um, there's a, that, there's a book called That the Blood Stay Pure by Erica with an A, R-I-C-A, Coleman, um, and it talks about indigenous people in the United States, uh, the North, the, yeah, the United States, owning slaves mm-hmm. and how in Virginia in particular the laws around racial purity had indigenous people own slaves in order to kind of preserve their own state mm-hmm. like preserve their culture pres- like but at the same time like assimilate enough into white it's yeah. almost like if white people leave me alone if they think I'm doing white stuff like owning slaves yeah but it's not yes. they you it's a it's a function of survival it's not if white people leave me alone, I'm going to own slaves. Because it's also Indian boarding schools around the same time. Yeah. Of a forced assimilation into whiteness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So owning slaves was a part of that. Yes. In a lot of ways. Yes. But it was also like, I, one thing I'm trying to still get into, though, is this idea. Number one, PLC uh, and a lot of indigenous people, there was actually, I think there are, there was a group of black folks who are Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're Native American. They are also black, and they had to like fight in the courts in order for the Cherokee Nation to, you know, authorize them and give them their wow. you know papers. And wow. it was like a very like hard, contentious thing. Yeah. Um, for them, so it's almost just like black people. One, we didn't have no country. Two, I can't say I've been told that I can't say the words colonization or. Like people mm-hmm. have issues with that. They take issue with colonization because they think only indigenous people were colonized. Mm-hmm. They don't know that a whole 52 country continent was colonized by several um, European countries. They don't think that's colonization, but they think Indian boarding schools is colonization. Mm-hmm. And all of that is a function of anti-black racism. Yeah. It diminishes the value of or the gravity of the things that we've experienced in life. Yeah. People don't think slavery is serious. And they don't think AAVE is serious, which is no. a function of anti-black racism, where yes. it's like, well, wait, why can't I say nigga, but I can't say colonization? Right. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> or like, you'll have BTS, a group that does K-pop, Korean yeah. trap music, yeah. and all this shit, but then you'll also have a TV show still on, I believe it was either Chinese or a Korean, Korean. network, yeah. where they like have blackface. It's like a minstrelsy. Mm-hmm. But it's like 2018, 2017, like, it's an actual TV program widely watched, like an American Idol type of variety show that people watch. Yeah. And then the violence that follows that. So all of that are functions of anti-black racism but here at a nail salon in flatbush in flatbush brooklyn there was an incident where an asian person held back another like small- an asian masculine presenting person held back a small black film while an asian presumably cis woman hit her with a, a rod hit her grandmother with a rod hit another black feminine there with a rod and threw acetone in her face while being while being restrained. Yeah, and then there was the Tulsa incident. There was an incident in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Black film, her children. They were inside of a beauty salon or the beauty supply store. One of the little kids picked up a, a damn keychain or something. Walked out with it. The mom 
chastised the child, took the keychain back in, returned it, walked out. The owner or one of the workers there came out the store and hit her in her face and like broke her teeth and she was bleeding. This is all being recorded. Another thing is like the motherfuckers recording. I'm like y'all too much Are recording. Are y'all gonna get and y'all not putting hands on motherfuckers right. and that's the problem. And the problem is you gotta record, right? But also need record and then beat their ass. Like right. hold, get somebody else off the phone right. while you beat their ass on site. But that's my, I'm not, you know. So just like we had to remind folks in the yeah. queer community that racism is still alive and, and well and, and doing and just running just fine. In POC communities, anti-black racism is a very real thing. I spent most of the, my time while I lived in Puerto Rico convincing Puerto Ricans that they were black. And that's all a function or that they had African ancestry. Mm-hmm. And that's all a function of anti-black racism. Yeah. It, you know, it's just, it's everywhere. It's universal. I did a, a poll on Instagram, not, to, not a poll. I was just sharing things that people were talking about inside of anti-black racism. And people, people always message me like, oh, you know, it's so strange what's happening in the United States. Like you guys have a very interesting way to think about race. And I'll always say, well, where are you from? And they'll say things like, oh, South Africa or Canada or Will Mexico. Will these people be black, presumably, or, or you I don't, don't know? I don't know how yeah. they identify, but yeah, anti-black Instagram. racism is universal. I could yes. go to any of these places and do an experiment and, exp- and literally experience Of any racism. racial identity, really. right. 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 No, I mean my yeah, racial yeah, identity. Yeah, if yeah. I were to place myself in Canada, I would experience. But I'm saying, racism. are these people that saying ain't no racism? Are these black people in South Africa? I don't know. Sometimes yeah. they are, which is an internalized anti-black racism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's real. Yeah, it doesn't matter the racial identity of the person. It matters yeah. in the sense of how it's upheld. Yeah, but we all have it. My question <laughs> to you: Why is this a touchy conversation? Why do we have to re-record this? In talking about non-black POC being racist, and what do you attribute to sort of the growing interest in this conversation? Uh, whereas before, it was almost like, yeah, you would have to spend a whole bunch of time telling um, non-black PL or telling uh, Latinx people or Puerto Rican people that they have black ancestry, or you know, or where I'd have to spend time being like, hey, Cambodian person, you can't say nigga, like. That shit is, you know what I mean? Or Mexican person like that shit. I don't rock with that. Don't say that. I mean, I think it's because the way that we speak about racism, institutionalized oppression, so on and so forth is it's for white people. It's always they are always at the center of that narrative. They are always at the center of the care around that narrative. Mm -hmm. If it's taking care of their white tears and their guilt around it. Mm -hmm. And then it's. White people and what white people always say inside of racial justice workshops is always white people against POC. And that's what it becomes mm-hmm. inside of this very large conversation if, it, if it's very like black and white. Mm-hmm. And racial justice is not black and white. It has mm-hmm. to be parsed out that within black and brown communities, there is anti-black racism. So that is my thought of why it happens. It's because r- having a conversation about racism is on a level that hasn't been intracommunal yet. It's not broken down. White people have pushed us into this idea that we all are just together. The people POC, of color, POC. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, y'all are not that POC, y'all are POC. comes from colored person, no, which no. came from black. People just people just say POC so they don't have to say black, or they, they also don't have say to black. say they don't have to distinguish between people. Like, oh, you're El Salvadorian. You're not from Costa Rica. You're not. They don't actually have to honor. 
people's heritage. Correct. You okay. can just lump it. Right. Yes. But then I have to figure then I have to learn if I'm saying Caucasian or white. Yes. I have that's all I have to choose from. I don't need to say anything else, apparently. But anyway, mm. that's my thought is that mm. these conversations are catered to white people. That's why even in representation, if where they're talking about diversity and representation, there's there's a it's like a checklist. There's an Asian person, there's an Indian person, there's a person in a wheelchair, there's a white person, and then there's a POC that is racially ambiguous with mm-hmm. a big afro and some obscure mm-hmm. facial features. Mm-hmm. So like it, it that's the way that we think about it. We don't think why is it that a space like <sighs> I'm trying to think like an all black space. Why don't people talk about insecure? Like the show insecure is diverse. Mm-hmm. They don't say that. They no, say, they don't. They say insecure is black. Why yeah. is it insecure diverse? Right. <laughs> insecure is quite diverse. Yeah. Why don't they say yeah. that? And it's, and you know, there's diversity amongst black people. Newsflash. Newsflash. You know, like I was talking to one of my best friends today and she's married to someone from Jamaica. That yeah. is an interracial relationship because that person's from Jamaica and she's from the yeah, United States. Yeah, that's a States. mixed couple, it's rather. It's a mixed that's couple. That's a mixed couple. So, I mean... And why don't people ever say race is black and white when they talk about interracial couples? I think that's when it's acceptable to say... You know, people are like, racism is not just black and white. But whenever people think of interracial couples, they always think of black and white They couple. always think black and white. And I think they really think of like a black cis man and a white cis woman. Yeah. That's my secret Pro- thought that Ooh, they have. Oh, secret thought. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, that, they just say that to be um gross so that's why i think this conversation is only bubbling up and i haven't seen the movie crazy rich asians but even the term asian and then what comes to mind is someone from um korea or someone from china not a southeast asian person not an indian even though people from china and people from korea look completely different that but that's what comes up for people Mm -hmm. but asian it's like oh we're getting representation for asians but we're not including people from india like Mm -hmm. i don't that i'm interested in when that conversation is about to happen as well and i'm interested in who is going to carry that also why do black people have to point out anti-black racism inside a non-black poc community hello why do i have to be the us. motherfucking one of everything is on fleek and lit and all the whole shit and y'all all turned up and y'all all wearing Yeezys and all the whole shit why do I have to be the one to say hey also indigenous people own slaves Yeah. why do I have to be the one to crack the can of history when this is something that's very well documented that's your job why man. do people say oh you know sometimes it black I've heard people say that they that that during Standing Rock on the internet, people were saying things like, and some indigenous people were saying, you know, racism. When people think of racism, it's all about black people, and I just got confused mm-hmm. because I'm like, what? <laughs> it's called it's. Where'd you get that from? Mm-hmm. Racism all about white people. Yeah, that's who created it. Mm-hmm. It was to benefit white people. But that's the but that's the gag. How is did that, we become but that's the, the gag. White people they keep if they continue to have institutional power, they could continue to lump POC and they could t- continue to have us fight amongst each other. Like, and I'm not talking no camaraderie bullshit, like come together, peace and love, mm-hmm. all that Whiteness stuff. Whiteness is divisive. I'm not saying it's divisive. Uh-huh. Whiteness is divisive. It's completely divisive. divisive. Exactly. Yes. And I think, and another thing about the fight amongst each other part, I know people, some white, white people love talking about fighting amongst each other. And, and a lot yes. of non-black POC love talking about fighting amongst each other. But if you don't recognize anti-black racism as the foundation of white supremacy in this country and how it affects everybody. Yeah. 
how it affects everybody. Our immigration policies in the United States have have been strongly anti-Haitian. But you haven't heard about that. You haven't heard of mass deportations of Haitian people and even mass deportations of over 60,000 Haitian people planned for next year up until 2020, Mm -hmm. where where the United States' hope is that there will be very little Haitian people left. Mm -hmm. Why, when we think about the conversation around immigration and the displacement of families, people don't think about Fort Greene and gentrification in Brooklyn. Mm Mm-hmm. But then when a black person dare mentions that they're affected by the displacement of their families, then due to it, gentrification, due to gentrification, losing their about, homes, or even just being de- being de- deported. Yeah. Black people get deported. Yeah. When you see images of people, families being displaced or ICE or anything like that, the focus is on Latinx people. Yeah. The focus is on Latinx white passing, people. Latinx white passing people. Latinx people. Yeah. Yeah. Not even the Latino people who look more indigenous, like darker skin, like, you know what I mean? Like nobody was coming to, you know, El Salvadorian people's defense when President Trump was calling MS-13 animals. Yeah. So what do you think, so, what do you, what the question we always get is what, how do you think this could shift? Uh, people have to, people have to give up their investment in whiteness. Non-black POC have to give up their investment in whiteness and they can't stop playing both sides. Mm. They got to stop when it's cool and cute and when they're around me, want to, hey, sis, you know, want to chop it up and shit mm. and be all, when, the, when Kanye come on and shit, you know, partying mm-hmm. and want to listen to all the oldies and all the jams and the lowrider oldies. Was, I mean, like, you, they have to, non-black POC have to acknowledge that anti-black racism is something that their communities deal with just by virtue of them being in a country built on anti-black racism. Mm -hmm. You come into this country, you don't just learn baseball and America pie. Mm -hmm. You learn the ways of this country and the, 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 the cult, the name, the, the word of the day here is white. Mm -hmm. Getting to it, aspiring to it, being like it. Like people got to understand that like anti-black racism is, is meant, it's not even about the, it's just meant to disparage anybody who's not white. It's just meant to benefit white people. Yeah. You don't get no special benefit Yeah, because you are, have a proximity to whiteness Yeah, and you have to acknowledge your proximity to whiteness. And when you acknowledge your proximity to whiteness, you have to consider what it, what it keeps you doing. Yeah. It keeps you from realizing that, like, black people have a sacred language yeah. that we speak. And it's secret, and it's, it's valuable, and it's encrypted. And I can go to Ohio, and I can know what they're talking about. And sometimes yeah. I don't know they slang. But I'll learn it, I'll pick it up fast, I'll fuck with them, and they'll be cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, could, I could have access. There's some places I can't go. Yeah. There's some hoods I can't go into. I say blood too much. They might not like that. Whatever. It's yeah. actually not true. They really don't care in yeah. California. Um, but it's it's really, it's it's like they just, I don't know. I don't even think. What I, is that? What is that? Because sometimes I think we talk, there is a, it, there is a very, it's not elitist, but we do speak on a very educational level about these things. So what does a divestment and whiteness look like? How do you divest? Give up power. Okay. And what's that look like? Um, white passing people, not just acknowledging that you have privilege, 
but making sure that you're putting black folks in positions of power. Mm-hmm. When you are asked as a non-black PLC person, especially a white passing non-black PLC person, to take part in a project and you don't see it's no black people or you got more screen time or you talking a lot or you in the center of the room, you got to say, hey... Mm-hmm. This is not happening. There's this like let a black person. You got to sit down. You got to sit some shit out. Yeah, and also I think working in in a lot of predominantly people of color position jobs mm-hmm. where a lot of my colleagues were people of color, uh, like really not having the black femme become the savior of all the POCs mm-hmm. in the office, mm-hmm. and having that black femme be the person that speaks up for you and and talks about racism as a whole, or actually calls it out, yeah. is the one to discover it um, and really say something about it, even though you've just been sitting on it and kind of skating by because, you know, you're light-skinned. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can talk about it when you feel like it, mm-hmm. but it's not a, it's not a, a disruption. Mm-hmm. The expectation is not that you're going to say mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And the expectation of black people is that they're going to say something yeah. each and every time. Yeah. That's a stereotype of mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. It's not, stereotypes are not always negative. Yeah. And that is one that we are very outspoken and that yeah. we will speak up about racism. So stop leaning into that stereotype mm-hmm. that that's what we're going to do because sometimes we don't feel like doing that shit. Mm-hmm. We just want to work. 9 a.m. and peace out, clock out at 5 p.m. Like, don't want to fight, save the world. Like, nobody has time for that sometimes. But But we do. But yeah. Each and every time. And I think the expectation from a lot of POC communities is that we're going to save them. Yeah, I like, mean, some, we're going to be the ones that come down and like make space and, and hold space as if yeah. as if we are the ones controlling the space that's made for us. People They're be not mad. We black people this. call our anti-black racism. They get mad at us. Yeah. Y'all don't even get mad at what we were talking about. The very thing yeah. or the harm done or yeah. the violent racist interaction that occurred or yeah. institutional racism. People, one thing that they that non-black POC can do is you can learn the history of your culture in this country. Yes. And you can learn the origins of it and you can draw the connections between how anti-black racism coincided with that. The Page yeah. Act of what is it? 1860. I might be getting that wrong. Hold on. Page act, page act, page act, page act. Who's going to get first? Who's going to get first? Eighteen seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. You can learn about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can learn about uh, Latasha Harlins, mm-hmm. who was a young black girl in in South Central LA, who was killed by a, a Korean shop owner named Sue, I believe. What was her? Sue John Du. Um, yeah, she was killed by her in a store because she thought she was stealing. Um, in 1991, she thought she was stealing orange juice, and she shot her. You can learn about the history yeah. of these things the don't intra- happen randomly. You that can- you don't even notice it is a function of anti black. Or that racism. nobody's talking about Latasha Harlins anymore. Right. That was just in nineteen ninety one. Right. How is that no longer a part of the national discourse? You can also stop saying you care about black people if you don't. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit up here and say that everybody gotta care about because y'all don't. Yeah. It also doesn't don't. matter if you care about us. It doesn't matter. I feel like I've said that in other podcasts. You could care about me or not. You could love me or not. It don't make no damn difference. Mm-hmm. 
if you are actually leaving your job because your director is a racist and he won't hire black or they won't hire black people or they've harmed black people and you've known of it then okay you know okay great I can Mm. can see you don't actually have to say that you're an ally you don't actually have to say Mm. that you care you don't actually have to say that you love black people you can just show it yeah you can go (laughs) to the protests that happen for the black films that were assaulted at the nail salon and Flatbush, you can go to that. It was mostly black people there. And you can make sure that it's shut down. You can make sure that whatever sort of restorative justice needs to happen, it's paid for. You don't even have to go. You don't get to go and sit in a restorative justice workshop that happens at the nail salon between the Asian American community and the black community that's probably lived in Flatbush for years and years and years. But you could pay for it to make it happen. Yeah. And don't write to me that you don't got money because somebody does. Somebody in your family has money. One thing, this is a separate tangent. I don't know if I need to even go into this. It's after two in the morning. What's the separate tangent? I was just going to say, like, I, I don't, maybe this is obvious for other people, but when I'm walking around New York city and just anywhere, really anytime we travel, I'll, you know, see a store and and for the sake of space or sake of where we are, I'll use whole foods, for example. And I, whenever I go into whole foods or walk past a whole foods, most of the people going inside are white. Mm. And then when I check out a whole foods, most of the people that check me out are black. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the upper West side or the upper East side, or if you go to lower East side, these are just Soho. These are just neighborhoods in New York city that are predominantly white. Mm -hmm. But if you go to Flatbush or if you go to Bed-Stuy, if you go to Crown Heights, or if you go to some parts of Fort Greene, and even Fort Greene is being gentrified to the point where it's mostly white people. Mm -hmm. Those are mostly black neighborhoods historically black neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and i just think it's interesting and and they are they're black neighborhoods and a lot of those neighborhoods are very poor Mm -hmm. and i think it's just interesting that if i'm that people don't think about institutional racism like that where it's just do white people just think that they're just smart that that's why they get to live in a place like soho or the lower east side or the upper east side or Mm -hmm. upper west side or just to walk into a whole foods and spend $75 $75 at, on random shit. Like, I'm just, I'm curious. Like, do you just think that that just comes natural? Do you think that you just been afforded these opportunities because, because what? You think yeah. you got an education? You don't think black people got an education? It's just, it's bizarre to me that people don't think of it like that. Yes. And it doesn't pain them in the same yeah. way. Yeah. That just because you, you see, know, yeah. just because you know white supremacy or you know what racial justice or you love me or Ebony on Instagram and you share what we say, it doesn't actually change that there's a food desert in Crown Heights. Yeah. Or there's a food desert in Flatbush. Or that most of the people here can't make it to the hospital and afford health insurance. Yeah. It doesn't, that, does, that, it, that we even have conversations about marginalized communities and urban communities to the, in 2018 is a function of institutional racism. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I just random, not random thought. It's connected to this as well. But we, if we keep thinking about things on a, on a level that is comfortable for white people, nothing is going to shift. No. Nothing at all. No. Nothing. And it's that holding like this this level of like, oh yeah, you PLC, so you good. It's like, nah. 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 You condition and indoctrinate <laughs> yeah. into white supremacy just like I am. Yeah, and you have privileges inside of white supremacy just like everybody has privilege. Mm. But there's privileges that have you literally forward your life or your uh, well-being inside of capitalism mm-hmm. further than a black person or would. would have you hit 
a black yeah. person in public and assault them. Yeah. To the point that they're bleeding. Yeah. And not feel that you get a repercussion because you for it. Believe, it was a, because you believe, you believe the same reasons why all black people live in, uh, or a lot of black people live in lower um, income communities is the same reason why you should hit them. Yes. Is oh you live in a lower income and, community, but you don't connect that to you living in a lower income community with them, right? And owning a business, right? Because more. black people are supposed to be in a lower income yeah. community. Black people are violent. Yeah. It's the same. It's like this apple is red. Black people are violent. Yes, it's the same. And I just, I just need people to start. It's beyond a shift of consciousness. No, it ain't no. Like you don't need a shift of consciousness for that. I'm talking about New York City. People always like to talk about racism as if it exists in only in in fucking Alabama or some shit. Yeah. No, this is stuff is alive and well. You know where Trump is from? New York. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so let's let we need to like yeah. really like parse this out beyond this this education right mm-hmm. and i'm an educator so i'm i'm all for education but what the fuck are you doing with the education if you just sitting there and getting it for yourself mm-hmm. if you're just learning about institutional racism but you're not doing anything about it it's a it's a different or if you're having conversation a conversation that we need to yeah. have because yeah we need to have a conversation that's going to end the conversation. Right. Like just, I'm, I'm just, t- I'm tired of people saying they know hella shit and they know it. This, mm-hmm. It's it's a function of capitalism to just know these things. Yeah. So you can just spew it off. So you can make money, CB2. So you yeah. can talk about it on Instagram and you can get hella followers. You yeah. can talk about it on Twitter or you can make a movie about mm-hmm. blackness and have a POC person take up hella space. Like, it's just... It's mind numbing to a certain extent. It's mind numbing. One thing that you said to that really pained me is that it doesn't pain them. It doesn't. Uh, I think that's the thing. It's painful. Anti-black. One thing about racism and the ways that which black people are regarded in this country, it is fatal. Mm-hmm. Like people not knowing about Simone Marshall, you know, who died in the same in the same prison or the same precinct that Sandra Bland died in, or like people only caring. About, have you heard Nia Wilson's name this week? Mm-hmm. Have you heard Nia Wilson's name this week? Mm-hmm. Did you hear Reginae Je- Jeffrey's name, who also was a young black femme of the same age who died in Oakland in 2016, who was shot? Like, have you heard about, you know, Janiya McMillan? What's the saying her name? What's the expiration on that? You know what I mean? I mean, I have white people trying to get cookies. Oh, my God. Black women are the most hated people on the earth, and we need to do something mm-hmm. about this. After Nia West, 2018. Yeah. It's like a recent death. Yeah. When did Malcolm X say that? 1960? That old, crusty-ass quote yeah. that y'all ain't did shit about except mm-hmm. repeat it yeah. and perpetuate it and in that, real life. And that's what it is. It's a bunch of learn sayings, quotes, just repeat it. While, really... while you walk into Whole Foods and while you move into your predominantly white neighborhood in a place like New York City... And then you go to the party and, and you, you want to be all gala because you go to the black queer party and you want to be all with the black queer people and you don't know your left from your motherfucking right when a uh, motherfucking uh, before I let go come on but you but it's all good and Nia Wilson say her name and you saying yes and shook well I'm shook and it's lit I'm shook good night by how little people care about black people and like care. you said, they don't have to care. They don't have to care. But it's, it's evident that you don't care. It's and evident, it's evident in go. the ways that you just steal our existence. Mm-hmm. And that's a, somehow supposed to make you relevant. 
And my last thought I'll end with is white people don't have privilege. I think we have to to really deconstruct and stop using the term white privilege. It's beyond privilege. It's power. Power. White people have power. Yeah, they do. Which had us edit this conversation. Yeah. We edited it to it's like smart. I mean, it was for like two hours. (laughs) I mean, I have over two hours of this conversation. And we're only going to play this one because this is better. Like I not told a, you. No, the other one was sickening too, but it's like y'all, y'all, we're gonna get you ready. We gonna get we're gonna get you ready. And I'm gonna I, keep I my what... foot on people. I'm gonna keep my foot on non-black POC neck around anti-black racism because it's gonna keep killing people. Because we're gonna keep thinking that only white people perpetuate whiteness. It's not true. Whiteness is not a, a it's a thing made real in the actions of others. All right. I think that that's the hope that I have. That's the hope that I live with is that the work that I do or the work that we do will will have the the sense of urgency for people to be like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I have to not accept what you just said. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no impeachment process for Trump right now. But no. people are evidently hella upset about his presidency. And when I say people, I mean white people. How is there no impeachment process? But that's, that's a different cop. But I'm just saying, yeah. just as simple as that, you clearly don't care. Yep. Where is the impeachment process? And don't tell me that you don't know what to do. Where is the ongoing? You want to talk about how what what did, did black people just do one march for the civil rights movement? No, there was a lot of different oh, okay. types of variety just of checking. actions and a variety okay. of not doing shit. There's some just- sort of like peaceful protests that have been happening at the White House for the past three weeks or something like that why why i don't know what peaceful protest is first of all an oxymoron but like i just don't why why Mm -hmm. is that why is it happening and why doesn't anybody know about it it's happening for the same reason that people would go see something like black klansman that people would go see something like blind spotting Mm -hmm. and even sorry to bother you yeah it's a distancing. Yeah. It's a safeness. Yeah. Your activism and your radical politics are safe yeah. on inside the New York Times on the front covers. It's safe inside a variety magazine. It's safe on HBO. Mm-hmm. It's safe. It's, it's a safe, safe way to perform blackness because going to a protest, participating in a, bl- a protest is a form of blackness. Deal with it. We created that shit. Who created it? Who? I mean, it's. I'm just. I mean, it's. You're like you said. This is a. Um, so, this is going to be something that we talk about more. I'm going to keep talking about one. it. I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to keep talking about Simone Marshall. I'm going to keep talking about Natasha McKenna. I'm going to keep talking about Nia Wilson, Regine Jeffries, um, Milan, Rose, Diamond, Keisha. Hella people, just so many black films that are dying, mm-hmm. that have died while in you the very watch recent past. While you watch, while you went to go see Black Klansmen, it's sorry to bother you. Mm-hmm. All these things profited that black cis men are profiting for him. Mm-hmm. Talking about diversity and talking about how white people need white people are heroes too. And y'all love Good Spike night. Lee. Y'all suck Spike Lee dick. <laughs> oh my god, that's vulgar. That is vulgar. Like, fuck Spike Lee. For real. I seen that nigga in person in Brooklyn. Black people trying to Time say to hi to, to bed, him. Babe. He didn't even want to Good say night. hi. That's a nigga who don't speak to black people. But, Good night. Oh, you know, R.I.P. Oh, Charlottesville. You know, how do you control a Gemini? I have no idea. Good night, everybody. R.I.P. everything. Self-fulfilled prophecy. Look at you. Boom. Okay, go okay. ahead. Okay.
this so I had a thought because this conversation can go on for so long. It's one of many. It's a nascent conversation that we're having. It continues. Y'all like conversations, remember? Um, black people still die. Um, so I was thinking about this because I, I'm from the Bay Area. I, well, I don't claim the Bay. I claim East Oakland. I claim deep East Oakland, actually. I claim 9A. I'm finna just start claiming 9A. Oakland's so white. Um, I'm finna claim my little block, the 90s, and just keep it, you feel me, keep it like that. Keep You feel me, square biz. Um, I'm doing that to Erica on purpose to antagonize her to just continually preamble my statements. Geminized. And I can just do a whole, I can, I write the longest run on that? sentences. I'm so How good. do you do that? Let me anyway, see if I can do that. Yeah, I'm going to just, I, where I claim the, the separate, time, I really claim the suburbs though. I don't really claim people, like Anne Arundel County. What I claim is like really PG County. It's just around the corner mm-hmm. and like DC, but I don't really claim Baltimore. Sometimes I say I'm from DC because it's easier, but like, you know, maybe I just say DMV to sum it up or maybe just northeast on god though like what's hella crazy is that black people even in using the king's english even in using even in using american english (laughs) american vernacular whatever the fuck (laughs) even in using just regular everyday words and common parlance black people find a way to like make it black they do like it's just crazy the things that black people say are like how they say things Good morning. See, I'm gonna tell Good you morning. like this. See, it, black people preamble their statements. They yes. say so much before they actually say. The Give thing. us see, an look, example. I'm t- see, this the whole thing about mm-hmm. it right here. See, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Look, this is what I'm talking about right here. See, this the whole thing about you. See, this is what I was saying on the other. You know, I'm gonna put it to you like this. That's black people. <laughs> I'm gonna put it to you like this. So it don't feel discouraged that white people take the scraps. Yeah. Ooh. Don't feel discouraged. Right. They will never have the flavor. It's also like, there's so many sub-dialects of AVE, y'all. Yeah, there it's are like, sub-dialects. And it grows and grows. It's, it, it's probably the fastest growing dialect in the world. It's probably the fastest growing language if we were to consider a language, but this is not a linguistics lesson, so I won't get into it, but mm-hmm. Noam Chomsky. Whatever the fuck. Like, but it, it grows very quickly and it evolves and it adapts and it changes and it's geographic and it's regional and it's so different. And it's, it's just great. It's just great that, that it works that way. Now, my thing that I just came back on here to say <laughs> was that what about when non-black POC are like the ones in the Bay Area grow up around black people in low-income neighborhoods and they're situated together in poverty like they are situated according to income level in oakland a lot of times like i grew up with hella i grew up with a wide swath of different types of people i grew up with cambodian people i grew up with cambodian people go team dreadlocks mm. you know what i mean like and they you know what i mean they straight from deep east oakland so it's like what I guess I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm willing to, maybe it's, it's anti-blackness or something, I don't know, but I'm willing to make a, a ex, not willing to make an exception, but I feel like there is an exception when other groups of color, quote unquote, are situated together in poverty and therefore they begin to pick up on the dominant culture and the dominant culture inside of a impoverished neighborhood in a major metropolitan city is black culture. Okay, what about white people that are there too? Well, they do that shit too. You think that don't you think no, they don't they exist? absolutely do it. I Create see it all the time. And all of that and Eminem, I see it all the time. So yeah. what is your take on that? Well, my take on that is it's not right and I don't what? like it and I never okay, liked so it. Okay, so why is it different? It's different because I don't 
It's different because white people clearly don't have to do it. Uh, like they just POC have to do it. No, no but I black think POC. If that's all you've been around your whole life, we and we're not. You're not talking about like Haitian immigrants or people that are visit raced as black in this country. No, no, I'm not talking about race, but our POC. I'm talking, talking about like about non-black POC. POC. I'm to talking be about specific. non-black POC okay. to be specific. I'm not talking about like. Okay. People who are raised or Afro Latinx. I didn't grow up around Afro Latinx people. No, but all I'm saying is people that would not be raced black. Or who? So they are non-black POC, and they also identify that way. And Mm -hmm. they are either white passing or racially ambiguous. Well, they identify in a lot of ways. They identify. So another thing about Oakland that's so. Uh uh, babe. Nope. Don't get into okay, no. Okay, they don't. About, but okay. I don't know if people identify as they identify as they national culture, they nationality. Oh, but, what they but, believe is their nationality. How culture. race works in this country is that people will race you. So all I'm people saying. People just get. Okay, so I grew up in a general race level. No, like no, non-black all I'm POC. Is that yeah. You see somebody that's Cambodian with the dreadlocks and the gold teeth. <laughs> if there was a white person with dreadlocks and gold teeth, and they grew up in this on the same block. What's your stance? I don't like that shit. Why? Now, some black people in the so, Bay, they let, they like that shit. They be calling them motherfuckers they partners. I don't. Keep why? it 100. But you would call a Cambodian your partner? You call a Tongan your best friend. So why? What's she the is my best friend. Okay. Because kindergarten. Okay. <laughs> okay. So and that's why my round. You, okay. So why wouldn't you with a white person? Because it's different. How? They're just white. Like, there's a level, there's an assumed I mean, level get, of I mean, institutional okay. privilege and power that a white person has that a Tongan person doesn't. But this is different than what we were talking about. Before we got on here, it was almost like a question. You said, what if you are POC yeah, and you grow question. up in... Uh, lower predominantly income, black neighborhoods. Predominantly black neighborhoods where AVE is being used. Yes. Then What? What's the point? What's but your the question? question is like, and is it okay for? Uh, it is. A, I feel like I. It's not a question. I just. I'm less angry when they when a poor or a person who's grown up in a low income environment uses AV that uh, that is a non black PLC. I am not a fan of non black PLC saying nigga, but saying hella, you feel me, and whoop and all this that and there. And the third, what like, about sis? Uh, it's annoying a little bit. I've actually, I've known a person who is white, I think, that white and Filipina, I think that's how they identify, and they got some other problematic stuff going on with them that I wasn't privy to that other people put me on game to, but they say stuff like, they, every time they see, sis, sis, and I'll be like, one, you're trying hella hard. Like, you mm. know, you you ever meet people that try hella hard? Yes. To relate to you inside of your blackness? And yes. it makes you even more withdrawn, like... Yes, leave me alone. Yeah, that's yeah. how they are. So when they say sis, it's hella fake. But if it's like my partner, like my, my tongue partners, they like sis. But they don't even talk to me like that. They don't say that. They don't say, we like, Ed, what's up? They call me, you know what I mean? We family, that's different. We so be my family. thing is, is the people that I know in your life who are mm-hmm. POC, born and raised in Oakland, don't use AAVE. Are they just not using it around they me? They use in Bay language. Okay, so maybe there is some And Bay merit. slang is derived directly from AAVE. There is no Bay. There's no Bay. There's no hella without black people. Without the Great Migration, there'd be no hella. That wouldn't exist. That wouldn't be a word in the Bay. But I think... I think in a, I don't know. I feel like in a, people are not, 
Me and you use hella, hella much. <laughs> you use that because being because you, of you. Yes, you never use that. I really. never used that word mm-hmm. until I met you. Mm-hmm. You're in my phone as I think. You know, you're not in my phone as mm-hmm. that. You're in my phone as a bunch of Bay Area stuff. Mm-hmm. Icy, wet, br- like I've never heard mm-hmm. of any of those terms. So I put you in my phone as that. Mm-hmm. But I guess I I wonder. I don't know. This is hard. I feel like on the the this is maybe a regional conversation. Because on the Northeast, there isn't, like I say all the time, the Bay Area is literally like a, if anybody wants a melting pot, it's the Bay Area. Like that is a... It's Oakland. Or, or it's like a, a tall Oakland, salad. San Francisco, yes. It's the, all these people, all of these different people mm-hmm. living amongst each other. The Northeast is not like that. It's very white and black. Mm-hmm. So if a white person, and they're very separate. So if a white person is using AAVE, they... Probably just have a black friend. They didn't necessarily live in the hood. I never drove around Baltimore and saw white people. Never. Now, now I do because it's gentrified. But I never saw them on Fifth Avenue. Like there was never a a white person there. Whenever I saw white people is when I went back to the suburbs. It's very separate. Yeah. Um, Just like New York City. New York City is very separate. White people live on the Upper East Side. Black people live in Brooklyn. Black people live in Harlem. Same thing with Los Angeles. Dominican people, Puerto Rican people live in Mm -hmm. Dominican, like in Dominican, Lord Jesus. They live in the Bronx. Like that is East Harlem. Yeah, East Harlem. They're very separate. So I don't in the Bay. I feel like people are very much together. It is very white though. It's an illusion of togetherness on top of anti-black racism. But it's but, an illusion. But is that a recent? I mean, what, that is white is a function of gentrification recently. Yes, no? but even then though. But even back in the days where it's like you'll have people like you'll have non-black POC. They'll use AVE, but it's like when it's time to defend a black person with shit get thick, like. Would they so really? This is, so this is my question. When people from the Bay go... I, here's the thing. With AAVE, I don't know about other black people, but for me, there was a conversation about code switching with my family. That was like, Erica, you could talk like that in the street, but when you go to school and when you go get a job, you can't talk like that. Mm-hmm. That's what my dad and my mom like ingrained in my brain. Not everybody gets that same conversation. No, I didn't get that. But do you? Do I just the, heard her do it. You you watch yeah. Yes, it? Yeah, you. Uh, what is it called? Mirroring. Or, yeah. No, I never did it. I just heard her do it. No, no, no. My it's mother, modeling. Yeah. Your yes. mom was modeling it for you. Mm-hmm. So I saw that too, right? Mm-hmm. So are they do? Are the parents in? Oakland. Oakland doing the same thing. Our parents, adults, speaking in AAVE because black adult elders speak in AAVE. Yes. They do in Oakland? Yes. No, no, no. The black adults no, do. No, 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 no. POC elders. I probably heard somebody mama say, you know, hella like a lay ocean lady or something no, like that. No, but a grandma. Probably. Use AAVE? Yeah, they do. I'm shocked. But not hella much like that because they are still very you know, in touch and in tune and have access to their what? Native languages. Yeah. 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 And they and they are able to assimilate into whiteness quite easily. If well, that's a comp language barrier is a huge conversation oh, around that. Totally. Because absolutely. So if there's not, an if, accent if you're but, but then this is the conversation. It's separate. A A V E is an optional language use because if English is not your first language you are dealing with that you have an accent and you're trying to get rid of it to assimilate into whiteness so it's but what not- if you are just by virtue of being around a whole bunch of black people you use it 
No, I get that. Mm. But I'm also saying that there's a different conversation for someone that is a second English or a second yeah, language you, okay. that, that calls, I need to get rid of my accent or my mom doesn't speak English. I need to learn English in order to help my mom. So I'm helping my parents. I don't know why I'm yeah, saying yeah, I'm helping but... my parents navigate the world through my English use. Yeah. I can't use AAVE when I answer and pay bills. Or I may be doing that and using AAVE. The thing is, is the way that English is taught is not taught through a decolonized lens that says AAVE is an actual th- ter- way that you can communicate Yeah, we with be people. so decolonized the right way- here. I forget. And I use AAVE because I have a uh, uh, I, that's just what I've always used the way that, that's my first language yeah the way that English and and you know money and making it is is modeled is through a white lens mm. and you talk like this that's why as a little Everybody kid people it. always yeah. told me mm-hmm. you talk like a white person right that mm-hmm. comes from something didn't just come from the fact that I lived in the suburbs yeah. right it comes from something it, all, it is also a part of that yeah <laughs> shut up it is <laughs> I'm not light skinned, even though sometimes I'm starting to question myself the way y'all be thinking y'all light skinned out here. I'm um, light skinned. I think I'm in the wintertime I might be light skinned. Yeah. Um but st- but yeah, I think that there's other things there where I guess I also don't necessarily have it as an issue is your question. Yeah, I don't think I for some reason I and there's there this is a y'all have at it. Like this is ripe for research. And I'm so interested in what other folks have to say, especially non-black PLC who don't have English as a first language. So it's like, that is something to think about. Um, now, one thing I will say is, though, is, like, some the, the mainstream uses of AAVE. I just want y'all, if y'all love black language so much, also love black people. Hello. And also, like... Hello, there's a word. Look at the conditions under which they you're using know. it. Black people aren't free, so don't take all the things that we have in order that we use to get our, uh, us free. Stop don't just it. take that, you know, with no type of responsibility. That's don't be at saying. the function. I didn't been in motherfucking New York City and Lower East Side, you know, and a whole bunch of, you know, presumably Asian-American people turning up wearing hella Yeezys and listening to trap all at the brunch you know getting hella hyphy and shit but where y'all be at at the protest where y'all at Hello. when um you know when a red apple nails and flatbush who you know I hope they're going out of business soon yeah where were you at when they were doing that to those people where no, were you at, at the who protest? was there who was there for the red apple nail um action were black people I know. They were, I don't I know. I have to double check, but I don't know that there were many Asian people there advocating on behalf of that would be anti-blackness would be within awesome. the Asian community. Like I don't think that that happens. And it's just uh, like I think, like, like you said, language is can be a site for solidarity, but not right now. Black people getting killed too much. Yeah, and I nobody mean, doing nothing it's about like, it. Okay, you can use AAVE because you grew up in the hood, but are you gonna go to you know Nye Wilson's memorial? Are you gonna stand in the way of her getting stabbed? Like, no. it's not people of color who are getting stabbed and shot by police. I'm sorry. I mean, it's not not at the stabbed rate, in the no. street, not at the same rate that black people are getting it. So you can use all this language that you want, but like you said, if you are gonna use a language, actually care about us. 
Like, actually stand in a way, actually put your body on the line. Like, don't just take what you like from black culture and then leave the rest. That's, like you, that's, that's like you said, it is a choice for people. It's a choice. And people oh. pick and choose when they want to be with us yeah. and when they want to be against us or when it's quote unquote all about us inside of some fake social justice conversation. Yeah, because the Bay Area is hella anti-black. Oh, so I already know so much, Erica, that in bad. POC communities, that AAVE is not something that's like hella lifted up or celebrated. It's not I know celebrated nor lifted Somebody is saying, don't talk like that somewhere. They call the people ghetto and all of that and shit. Yeah, maybe it's a function of anti-poor, anti-black rhetoric. So I I know that it's wrapped up in there, but on the surface, it looks like everybody loves black people because we use an AAVE, but I don't know. It doesn't feel like it. I think it's a function of survival because I think who owns, like holds the hood true or what we're able to have or what we're given in this country is lower income communities. So it's like, well, it's yours. So let me respect it by speaking like you do. Does that make sense? No. Say that again. Like, I don't get that. Like we, when, when I lived in the suburbs, it was an expectation that I spoke in a particular way. It wasn't Mm. just that I'm, started speaking this way just Mm. because but it was it was ingrained Mm. it was like i'm supposed to speak like this as a black person because that would make me smart Mm. but i feel like i don't know how to say this oh like the cool factor of being poor or hood it's when you're in the suburbs you're not black my whole life. So people have black synonymous with, with hood. hood. Absolutely. Poor. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh, okay. I'm here with you. So I might as well just be here yeah, with you. Yeah, I'm not going to be. In, yeah. I'm not going to be in the suburbs. So let me just be here with you and let me talk like you sometimes. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what it is. It's not like you actually care about the culture. You actually care about black people because they don't. In Oakland, I'm certain of it. Nah, no, so, most people don't. I'll be honest. <laughs> they love they black people that they know. Like we're very like I'm telling you, like in Oakland, we are very at least in Deep East Oakland. I'm speaking only for Deep East Oakland. The the the, eight, the seventies to the hundreds. Like we are like a little baby family on those blocks. Mm-hmm. Like and it it looks like all different types of people from all different types of nationalities and races and all types of shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Except for white. It's like a amalgam of non-black PLC and black people yeah. mixed in together. And we do share so much pain in, and share. It's a linkage through pain. Yes, yeah, trauma link, bonding. It's trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. That's what y'all are doing. That's why you feel some type of way to be like, oh, they can use AAVE because they be here in the hood too. But that's not a pass to use AAVE just like it's not with white people. I don't know if, I, if it bothers me though. Like my, I just it don't think it bothers It may just not bother me. That's fine if it doesn't bother you. But it might bother that Somebody person. Else? That yeah. person that moves to New York City and works in the whatever whatever sort of skyscraper building with a black person is like what's up sister they may be like no like you don't say yeah that, that happened i tell you when people from <laughs> other places go to oakland they be like uh y'all be letting the, the white people in non-black plc like get down yeah if like, a, a non, honestly if a non-black plc said if i heard them say nigga i would be i would be so confused I would ask them, do you identify as black? They say it. But it's also, let me tell you one thing. It's another thing, the condition of the Bay Area, especially in Oakland, where it's the hella like, like, I'm so woke non-black POC, and I'm so like hippie and progressive, and I'm so great, but do gross ass shit. Yeah. Like I've had, I've worked with like a, a Filipina person, like a a queer person at that, Mm. and they were horrible to me. Yeah. And they did fucked up conniving shit to me. 
and got me fired from But a they job. speak AVE. Oh, they, they try to be with the gay slang. They try to be with the black gay slang. And that's another thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of queers, like especially white queers, think that they can use... I mean, white cis gay men have essentially stolen like language from black femmes, older black femmes. Like, mm-hmm. yes, queen, mm-hmm. yes. All of that is from church. So it, it's just, just because you're queer does not mean that you can use AAVE. Does not mean that you somehow some, pro, you have some sort mm-hmm. of proximity to blackness. Like, none of, like, no. Like, you are not black. You are just queer. It's just your sexual identity. Relax. Like, it is a part of the queer community. Black queer community. It's and it part should of remain ballroom. I know lots community. of people have access to ballroom now. I hope that when I teach in the fall, I don't have to have crickets when I say, what's the ballroom community? But that doesn't mean that you get to speak like it. It's just, I don't know. It's just like people's access to things. Like you said, you wanted to talk about access. People's access is like, it's oh, con- I get to have it. It's control. It feels like control. It feels yeah. like they don't care. Like you said, like they really just don't care. Like they just take, take. It's just yeah. all take. Let me just, if I have some sort of access to it, oh, I was poor. I'm a poor But white then I'm going to use it against you. Like, I've, a white cis gay men will try to out-yes a motherfucker in a minute. Oh, like, totally. Out, they will motherfucking, they try, they'll give it. They carry in a major way. So, it's, I'm done. I'll let Erica go to bed. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. I hope this is the end. It's never the this end. Is the song, we need to start a dialogue, my sister. Okay, bye.